0: Welcome back everybody, it's the A-T-I-A show. Joining me as always is Eric. Hey world. And today is our big end of the year extravaganza. We will be giving you our top 10 movies of the year. Our top 10 movies of the decade. And of course a look to 2020 with our most anticipated movies of 2020. So Eric, did you do your top 10 decade list? I
1: was trying to figure that out, but Okay, no. no.
0: Eric, did you do your top 10 of the years list?
1: Unfortunately.
0: Oh, okay. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Eric, did you do your top 10 most anticipated?
1: Well, I was anticipated for a lot of stuff, but seeing some trailers for this stuff has got me not excited.
0: So I guess it's safe to say to the people that Eric's well prepared for today's episode.
1: All uh, right, so the problem with I'm um, uh- <laughs> <laughs> top 10 movies of the year is I missed a lot of I missed a lot of stuff Or people The things that people say Are great And like you know And I don't feel like I saw enough good movies To make a top 10 To make me feel Truly satisfied with myself you know.
0: I understand So this is what We're going to do um, Audience Eric I'm going to go along And give mine You can chime in And uh, chime in On what I got on my list And if I mean if you got a list You create on the fly We can go with that as well But you could just comment on the movies that I'm putting on there and you could tell me if you would put them up there or not.
1: All right. So, are we doing? Yes. Are we doing? All right. So, we're
0: going to start off with the top 10 movies of the decade how do you think we should do this
1: um like should we do like um uh, best like film of every year of this decade yeah that's
0: exactly where we're gonna do but where do we start do we start from yeah probably from 2000. 2010 and then we get to the present right
1: all right yeah let's start off in 2010 all right so uh i got my favorite movie of 2010 all right do you want to say it at the same time yeah see if
0: we agree uh-huh. one two three inception, inception.
1: Oh, oh, give me a knuckle bump there, baby. And this, recently we just bought the Nolan collection on 4K for like 130 brand new on eBay. And I'm wiped out with all my money. Which
0: is a steal because I think now if you want to purchase it from like any retailer, it's at least $210. And in some cases, not even sealed with the
1: shrink wrap that's what it's called yeah the shrink wrap but like to not get sidetracked inception oh right i've only seen this movie like once or twice and i've and i've loved it sure um like and the more you watch it and the more you think about it the more you can interpret of what's going on or
0: yeah exactly that and not only that like there's some great performances dicaprio is at his very best and I, i don't think that we've seen tom hardy give us a good a performance is this one because you know the only, the only other thing that comes to mind which i haven't seen a ton of tom hardy movies but venom that's no oscar contender definitely um his like role as film, bane was not exactly the greatest but in venom heard. like
1: it's like if he's struggling to do english or british
0: yeah he's struggling and just talk i don't know it's just a mess but anyway inception I like it because it is something a little different. There's action, of course. There's the dramatic beats between Don and his wife and the guilt uh, that he feels because of what he's forced to do to leave his kids behind in order to you know, stay out of jail. And the way she set it up was perfect, you know? Like, let everybody know I, I don't feel safe. And just the whole the whole thread between that, and then you get all the the world bending stuff you know when we're in a dream within a dream and the security that your subconscious produces in order and all like to the film itself
1: cool, too is like the dream is real, and like we also have the blu ray where it's like the lenticular cover, like if you tilt it down, yeah, exactly. like the world it, it looks normal when you when you flip it up, it's like when the world comes together and that's
0: what this movie is, and like you said, like how many theories has it been about this movie? How many interpretations, and I think everyone has a their own way of interpreting the movie. The first time I saw this movie, in the movie theater, I came away thinking that the, the the totem was spinning, 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 and about to drop over, you know, and then we'd know that he was in the real world and he made it out and, you know, things are finally the way they're supposed to be. But I mean, I guess there's been some interpretations and maybe Christopher Nolan said something to the effect that it's that's not the case. I don't know. I didn't read the article or whatever, but. This movie's fantastic. If you want action, it's got that. Great performances. And great some of the visuals. best cinematography
1: I've ever seen. Thing about Christopher Nolan is that in all his films, like it's some of the best cinematography ever put to film.
0: Yeah, it's it's great. And Hans Zimmer coming in with the score. Like, you know, this has gotta be one of his my favorites at least. Like, yeah, like
1: theme. I like I, I know uh, like the main theme <clears throat> is like there's a there's a tone to it, and, like, I can't, like... I, I'm, I do a terrible impression at, like, trying to do the beat of it, but I just... Yeah, like, Hans Zimmer, the score is great in this film, too. Anyway,
0: we can go on and on and on. That's going to be the case for some of these movies. you are going to be able to keep talking about them forever, but we got to move on to... Uh, 2011.
1: 2011.
0: This is a year that I had a difficulty pinning down a movie. There's three top contenders, three top movies that I really enjoyed a whole lot, but I'm going to have to go with... Deathly Hollows Part 2. It's the conclusion to a big, epic, magical story. It's the ending to Harry's journey. He finally comes to fa- face-to-face with Voldemort. And not only that, this is the first film where we leave the castle for an extended... Well, because I count one and two as one movie, right? But we leave the castle for an extended period of time. We have this huge battle that we hadn't really seen uh, the scale of it till uh the dark not the dark the lord of the rings trilogy and you know has some of that same type of magical feel to it it's just it's just it's just a good movie i really enjoyed it a whole lot and 2011 that's probably my top choice
1: uh again like i can't really think of i think that might be it because i can't really think of anything um better than that film i mean 2011 was kind of a dull year.
0: I mean, I like I like Chronicle, which you haven't seen, which no. you have to see at some point, which is it's about people who have magic uh, superpowers and abilities, but not a comic book movie per se. And it's like uh, found footage, you know, like recorded on a handheld or whatever. So that's a really good one as well. It's the top contender and X-Men First Class, of course, which is one of my favorite X-Men, which you haven't seen either.
1: No, I have seen
0: that one. you seen First Class?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Uh, um, But yeah, like 2000... Alright, so let's move on. 2012, I think I know which one...
0: 2012 was, like, probably one of the easiest choices to make, and that's The Avengers. I have to
1: agree with you. Alright, in today's day, I will say that the film does the story uh the plot of the film does not hold up as well, I will say, but back in twenty twelve it was amazing
0: it's still it's still a really good movie it's amazing to me. it's in my top ten of the m c u still, and it's not the best m c u movie and it was for like two three years or two years I should say until uh winter soldier, but it just we haven't seen anything like this this type of scale with superhero movies where there's four. Now five other individual movies that come together and it seems so seamlessly so you got to give Joss Whedon and his directing his writing skills to really bring it all together and when, sitting there at midnight this is when we still did midnight shows sitting there at midnight to have the title card pop on screen and to hear that what is now a legendary theme you know that Alan Silvestri was an experience all onto itself and like it's one of those moments you know it's an event In time that you're gonna remember forever, and the movie, of course, was very satisfying as well.
1: All right, so that's 2012. Let's do 2013. This one I can't really think of. Do
0: Do you know? Do you know what's mine?
1: Um, no. Like again, for 2013, I can't. This should be easy, but like it's actually not as easy as you think it is.
0: Okay, here it is for me. This is a genre typically I don't dive into. But this movie, especially because before this movie released, this genre was super cheesy and most of the movies that came out were super dumb and simple and just dumb and simple. I don't know which other way to put it. So, without further ado, my two thousand, my movie for the 2013s is The Conjuring, which you've seen.
1: Yeah, I've seen, but I... Yeah.
0: Let, me tell, let me tell you why I like this movie. It's scary as hell. Like... I had I this I was I had this movie stuck in my head for a week after I saw it. I was not expecting to see what I saw, especially because of what I said of horror movies before this. They were cheesy. They were like slashers. They were just dumb movies with like no real stakes. But this movie really brings it back, and it's responsible for leading the way to some of the cool horror movies we've gotten in the you know in the last five, six, or seven years. Because before this movie, like I said. Horror was just, like, unintentional comedy. Like, super bad scripts, B-movies, low budget, just nonsense all around. Yeah,
1: even today we're still getting a lot of horror crap.
0: Yeah, that's true, but back then, like... Like, in the 40s,
1: 50s, like, all of life, you could tell they weren't even taking themselves seriously. But
0: horror movies, like, in the early 2000s, late... uh, Early 2010s, late 2008s, like, it was just really bad, and it got to a point where, like, wow, this is... Is this comedy? Uh, Obviously, I don't think that that was their intention, but this movie really brought respectability back to the horror genre, and... Uh, this is probably my second favorite horror movie of all time.
1: All right, so, um, uh, 2014, again, I don't think I could think of...
0: 2014... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I don't
1: think I could think of any definitive one from 2014. 2014! but But I think I know what might be years for 2014.
0: 2014 was the hardest year to really pin down a movie because I got three contenders for the top spot. And I think I'm going to ultimately go with this movie only because it's the one that I saw most recently. And I was just amazed how good it, how well it still holds up everything from the beginning to the end. All the different beats, all the character interactions, their actions, the score, the action set pieces, even though it's not a heavy action movie. And that is, do you know?
1: The Winter Soldier?
0: No, that was one of my contenders. But I'm going to ultimately go with the Dawn of Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah, we
1: actually watched that last night. We actually night. saw
0: that last night. And my other two contenders for the top spot were Edge of Tomorrow and The Winter Soldier. But like I said, since I've seen this one most recently, it really is going to take the top spot. And I just love the the clashing of ideologies between Caesar and Coba. Understandably, Koba has only seen the ugly from humanity. He's only been mistreated. He's only been experimented on and treated treated badly his entire life. That's all the interactions he's had with humans, right? So why should he trust humans? Why would he want to coexist with humans? His rationale really makes a lot of sense. His hatred really makes a lot of sense, right? But in the opposite corner, you got someone like Caesar who was raised by a loving... Parent, I guess you could say Will was. And he's got to experience the good side of humanity and, you know, what they have to offer. And he's seen the ugly of humanity as well, but he's still hesitant to really go full tilt Koba on humanity because he feels that there is still some redeeming qualities in the human race. And I just love the whole clash of ideologies within philosophically and then at the end you know there's an actual little literal battle so this is a great movie one of my favorite science fiction movies and I give it the top spot for 2014.
1: Yeah, now that you bring that up, uh, yeah, I think I remember at one point that was like my third favorite movie of all time. So I think, you know, for 2014 for me, that might actually be the top spot. But Edge of Tomorrow and The Winter Soldier do have a competition. On yeah, that one.
0: I love both of those movies. I've seen them multiple times, but I'll give it to Dawn because of its
1: recent viewing all right
0: so 2015 2015 was fairly like from here on it's been it's fairly easy to get to my top movie and 2015 was uh probably one of the easiest movies for me to decide on this is a project that i've heard rumors like oh it's gonna get done we're gonna get it done and it's gonna come to fruition and after a lot of stop and starts i mean i remember listening to Ice Cube going on Sirius Radio, talking about like, oh, we're finally going to get it done. We locked down the script. We got the Gary, Gary, F. F Gary Gray coming to direct. We're all ready to go. And if you don't know by now, I'm talking about straight out of Compton. So me not believing that this movie would ever get made because, you know, the conversations that had been had before was shockingly surprised when the first trailer drops. I was like amazed. I watched it like four or five times in a row. Because I couldn't believe that this project was finally going to see the light of day. And going into sitting down and watching this 2 hours and 30 minutes, it does not feel like it. It's one of my favorite movies and it's definitely my top movie of 2015
1: all right straight out of compton i have seen and i will have to say this the two hours and a half i did feel the two hours and a half and i didn't i I, yeah it was pretty good but it wasn't i'm sure it felt more to you because as a kid you were listening to these songs Yeah, as a younger teenager like and you were listening to these songs in school when you really shouldn't have been (laughs) and also and also like how you're actually there on tv when easy had died yeah exactly like so you like you have more fond memories of nwa but like you know i I've just known them for, like, recently and haven't had, like, too much fond memories about them. But I think I get, like, it, it'd mean more to you.
0: Right, exactly. Having been there, having grown up through some of it, right? Like, it does bring a a different level of appreciation. So I understand why this movie doesn't hit as hard with you as it does with me. But, yeah let understand. All right. So
1: that is a uh, 2015.
0: Yeah. 2016. 2016. Is, there's a lot of good movies in the top five. Uh, you know, there's a lot to pick from, but I'm going to have to go with Hacksaw Ridge. And it's a difficult thing to pick this movie. Not because the movie isn't good, but because, you know, the problematic things that come with Mel Gibson and the crazy, bizarre things he's done outside of filmmaking. So, but if you put that off, if you put that off to deciding, you just really look at the movie. This was definitely the top movie of the year. It has a little bit of everything: uh, great uh, action. It's super violent, of course, because it deals with war, and it has a great performance by, oh my God, what's his name, Eric? By uh,
1: Andrew Garfield. Andrew
0: Garfield. I almost called him Tobey Maguire. Wow, that's terrible. Andrew Garfield, who I felt should have been. Uh, who, who I think should have won the Oscar for Best Actor, but it I went to um, Little Affleck. Uh, what's his name, Eric? Mm, are you, no, uh, Little Affleck, the Casey, brother, Casey, Casey Affleck. There you go. Which I saw that movie and I was like, ah, okay. It was just two hours of depressing, about depressing, the- more depressing. And here's another shot of depressingness, which I wasn't too fond of the movie. But anyway.
1: Alright, so, um, uh, moving on. Oh, what were we gonna say about this movie? Is that, is that, the thing about the Oscars, it's just, like, if a film's, like, depressing, depressing, or, like, ser- takes itself seriously, or it's about racism or something, like, you know, then it's gonna win something, no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, like, uh. It's like
1: a blockbuster or a comedy, there's no way it's not gonna win, like, even, like, for special effects, there's no way it's gonna win.
0: Right. Alright, let's move on to 2017. This is probably the easiest choice.
1: Um. uh, Yeah, I think I got mine. All right, and
0: like with no introduction, Coco was my favorite movie of 2017 by a wide margin. This movie hit every single thing that I wanted to see in a movie that was going to represent our culture, and especially this particular day, uh, which is a celebration really of our ancestors and the family and everything that's come before us. But it's also a story of a boy who... Wants to be himself and follow his own dream. But at the same time, he's trying to balance the act because he still wants to be part of this family, you know. But it's just that tradition within this family that's keeping him from that. But I think they did a really good job in bringing it all together from the celebration of the Day of the Dead, especially to the score by Michael Giacchino. He did a fantastic job of bringing that feel to the score like from the beginning of the pixar disney variant you feel it so by the time miguel was done monologuing and explaining his family's history i already had i already had tears in my eyes because it talked about like the perseverance of our people and how we're hard workers and we're not going to stay down for long and that's the type of perseverance I've known from us and that's what I saw represented especially in a time where there's a lot of negative stuff being said in the media especially by the presidential candidate who eventually became the president about Mexican people and Latino people and I think that this film went a went a long way in showing that we're more than what that particular person said about us it's emotional, it's beautiful, it's colorful, the music is awesome, the original music is awesome, the score, everything. I just love everything about this movie, and I don't think there will ever be a day that I don't get emotional watching it.
1: Alright, um, with Coco, here's the thing, is that I really like this movie, but the only problem with it, it's not with the film itself, but it's just that it it, it is gone me it has gone a little annoying how people have been like you know talking about it and then there's like the toys and then like all oh, people singing and then like all that I mean it's not like on the top of like Frozen annoying or anything like you know how it gets like you know when people like talk about her like toys or singing or that but right. it's just like just bothers me just the time
0: remember thing. me
1: yeah like that's Another what like, and
0: while yeah. we're go finish your point because I want to say something about remembering
1: me um, yeah and like that's the but like that's the main reasons but still it's still a really well directed and well made film
0: so last thing about this movie, Remember Me is a it's a good song. It's fine. It's, it's nice, you know, and it did win the Oscar for best song. But the song that really encompasses Mexican people, Latino people, mariachis all over everywhere is un poco loco. You want to talk about something that hits all the notes musically and lyrically that really brings it home about what a mariachi is about. And that's that song. And to me, it's hands down the best piece of music that came out of the movie it doesn't get the same recognition as Remember Me because that's the song they use at the end to hit the emotional notes and I I get it it's fine but whatever but Un Poco Loco is for me the better song
1: yeah, I agree. With you, "Un Poco Loco" is an un- is an underrated song, and even at the Oscars, they didn't even play the one that's played in the film. They play like you know the pop remix. Yeah, like, with Megan. In films these days, like you know how they do a remix Yeah. Like, the song we've already heard a thousand yeah, times. Yeah,
0: it-, it was not the best version.
1: There, all that right. Until... Uh, Twenty eighteen.
0: Twenty eighteen. Wow. Twenty eighteen. To me, it's
1: easy, hands it- down.
0: On three, all right, one, two, three, Infinity
1: Avengers War. Infinity War of Watchers,
0: yeah, Infinity War. What, what can we say about this movie? It's the big event film. It's been all the movies have been leading up to this. They had T. Thanos twice in two previous Avengers movies, but when we finally get to see him full scale and you know out for battle on that destroyed as guardianship at the beginning i don't think we were all we were ready for what we were gonna get and especially with that battle he has with the hulk where he knocks out the hulk not beats him in battle but knocks him out puts him to sleep i was like huh? i couldn't believe it and just it, this movie starts out hard and it goes hard all the way to the end and just grabs you and i just love that the rooster brothers were able to bring this huge cast together and give everybody a moment where they get to shine individual it's just I love this movie. Yeah,
1: I, I do too. I've watched it like 12 or 13 times and each time I've just liked it better and better and I've never grown bored of it. And um every time I watch the film I'm like, "Oh, I know they're going to win. I I know them losing is coming." But when I watch it I'm like, "How did they lose?"
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you always have that on your back of, like, "No, they can't do this. They can't." Even when we're sitting in there in the theater right towards the end of the movie where door flies in and stabs. Like you just
1: knew inside that they were gonna lose yeah he but. stabs
0: Thanos with the axe I'm like oh there it is and I knew this was gonna happen but no Thanos managed to snap his finger and his plan comes to fruition half of existence disappears into nothing and the way they did it one character at a time and having a, a secondary character react to that other person's disappearance was very clever and you know and it really Tugged at the heartstrings.
1: Also, if you haven't seen the other films, like it doesn't mean as much to you. It's just like, yeah, that was, that was good.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. This is gonna. But sound... that's
1: why it, it, it what makes it better. The buildup is what makes this film so great.
0: Yeah. So this is the thing. Is there some fan service in this movie? Yes. But th- does this feel like a movie for the fans? Absolutely. But to me, there's a difference between how they handle fan service in Infinity War and how they handle it in. The Rise of Skywalker. I was trying to control myself not to go into a, a side rant. But anyway, let's move on to now 2019, right? Yeah, 2019. I think that we're going to end it there. and when I'm going to reveal my number one when we reveal the top 10 movies of 2019. What do you think?
1: Um, Yes, I agree.
0: So that's going to be... We're going to wrap it up for this segment. Uh, it was kind of fun to go back and look at the decade that was. Yeah, kind of. So we're going to be back with our top 10 or my top 10 never side notes on 2019 sticker run. All right, guys, and we're back and let's keep this party rolling. And in this segment, like previously mentioned, I'm going to run down my top 10 movies of 2019 and Eric's going to give his commentary because
1: I didn't make a list because I didn't see enough good movies. Like I didn't see like I didn't see Parasite. I didn't see the Irishman. I watched a little bit of Marriage Story, but my mom stopped me because she said, oh, you can't take it. <laughs> I mean, I watched yeah. 40 minutes of that, but uh, we didn't finish it. Right. Um... Uh, actually earlier today but my mom came in like oh your heart's gonna be depressed and like you know you don't know what you're doing and yeah. I'm like oh well i'm not gonna be married in like 10 years so 15 years i'll forget so it, it by then like okay. but yeah like i i don't think i've had have enough films to make a definitive list but i will comment on your list so top 10 movies of your of the 2019 yep. your okay. favorite um here let's let's hear the honorable mentions like films that almost made the list but didn't quite
0: um, honorable mentions I'm gonna name a couple of them. okay so here's the thing about my list there's like four or five movies that I wish I could have seen but did not so I don't know if we make those the honorable mentions or just mention other just movies. mention
1: movies that you saw that shouldn't that could have made the list okay
0: Joker I really liked at the moment but it's not a movie that stuck with me for me enough to be like oh this is an honorable mention alright Joker and Glass, which I really enjoy the conclusion to M. Night Shyamalan's Bro- Unbroken series, whatever or E77, whatever it's called. It's like a weird, long, complicated like. name. Uh, those are two of the three that I can think of off the top of my head. Like, I don't really have honorable mentions. Like I said, there's like four or five movies that I missed that I wish I could have saw, and that's Parasite, Jojo Rabbit... Uh, the Farewell Irishman, I, be, I haven't seen it even though it's on Netflix and that's pretty much movies that I wish that I would have finished. Oh, Smart and uh, The Good Boys. Those are other couple of movies I wish I could have seen that perhaps might have made my the top of my list but I will never find out now, will we? No. Anyway, so let's get to uh, the number, list.
1: Number 10. And
0: here's <laughs> a movie that you're not going to find on many top 10s lists but to me it really hit this emotional spot as they say and that's dragon's hidden world this was to the dragons series what toy story 3 was to toy story it manages to give you a satisfying conclusion about a boy and his dog eventually essentially you know even though he is a dragon it's about growing up and learning to say goodbye but still having that fond memory of a friend and really understanding that things are going to change but sometimes they change for the better and I think that this movie did a great job in nailing that ending and that final shot of the movie where both families come together again and Hiccup gets to see his old friend one more time was just wow what a great ending to a pretty good animated uh, trilogy that's not Pixar
1: Alright, I will have to say, I did enjoy this movie, uh, haven't uh, seen it since the theaters, um, if I were to uh, nitpick some, uh, make some problems, uh, the villain was just very boring, boring, I forgot his name, but then again, it's not fresh out of my, it's not fresh out of my head, but I just remember the villain being boring, and also another thing, like, after you see it, you don't, you feel like you have no reason. To head back and like I again I we haven't seen it since theaters and that was like in right. February, like that was this year. Yeah, it was late
0: February. Is it did, we saw it the Day of the Oscars, I think, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um uh <clears throat> but yeah. Number nine. Number nine is probably another movie that you're not gonna want
0: find on many people's list. and that's Crawl. I was so taken aback by this movie because I was not expecting to see the type of movie that we actually got. It's suspenseful. It's a bit gory. It's just everything you might want to want in a blockbuster summer. I guess it's a horror movie, right?
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: And it's essentially a two-person cast, and they're stuck in the same area for most of the movie. But the director really makes it work. Because, obviously, the 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 villain in this movie is... Nature itself, you know a creature from nature that's doing what it's supposed to do It's not doing it's not coming after because it's evil or it's malignant or anything like that, right? Because it wants your soul or anything crazy like that It's just doing what nature intended and that's what makes this movie so damn scary, especially because it's clever that it takes place within a hurricane and it's just I was just super taken aback by this movie and, it, and I enjoyed it a whole lot and you were there So what you Yeah, thinking. I
1: saw that movie too and I will have to say that well, I did enjoy it. I don't think it's like, oh, like it's going to make like my top 10 or like something <laughs> like. It's just perfectly good summer fun and it's not like, oh, it's like it's bad, like dumb. It's good. Like it's actually good, good. Yeah. There are
0: some corny parts at the end where like, well, I don't want to spoil it in case you people, people haven't seen it. There is a few cheesy parts. Especially towards the end but I think it works especially because it's almost like a metaphor the destruction of this house and this neighborhood is the fracturing of a family and the relationship between a daughter and a father who at one point were were led to believe were really close right but because of divorce and their parents being separated it sort of fractured the whole family and that's kind of like the backdrop to this whole movie and it takes place in a hurricane and there's freaking crocodiles so yeah I really enjoyed the hell out of this one all
1: right um well that's number nine uh number eight number
0: eight is another movie that you're not gonna find on many top ten lists but I loved it and to me it's easily hands down the best in the franchise and I know Eric knows what it is
1: Terminator Dark
0: I just really enjoy this movie because from the outset like you jump right into it like we get are spoilers because I can't well
1: I'm sure a lot of people haven't seen this since this film like only made like 20 Right, books. so I
0: won't say so there's a legacy character who is an immediate peril and I know that turned people off uh, from this movie but to me it was the passing of the torch and that's the only way it could have been handled especially mm-hmm. if we're gonna get a new hero that comes out of the story to keep that person alive Made. Like, not a ton of sense to me, and I get why some people are mad because I was a hero of sorts to them. But to me, I was I couldn't believe that we're getting Terminator, a beloved franchise, right? And the lead characters are people who look who come from where I've come from, you know, my ancestral home, and speak the language that I speak was just really freaking cool. And some of the undertones that I know that some people may not have understood because. It wasn't really talked about, but there's a lot of stuff that I saw in this movie that really made me think about being a Latino person in the United States in the role we play and how sometimes we're overlooked or we're only marked as a certain type of person. And I really enjoyed this movie. It's sci-fi. It's not perfect, but I loved it. And that's my number. All right.
1: So um, this movie I have seen to go. All right. I'm sure this isn't a spoiler by this point, but to go into my of this, I don't think I'd put this in my top ten, but I, I think all right. So uh, I still had a fun time at the theater. It's fun. It's got some cool action. It's got some great acting, and how it does. It's not afraid to do Latinos in it. Yeah, put Latinos have Latinos or Latinos as a crucial role in this film, and it, it they don't make any stereotypes or anything like that. Right. Uh, that, but here's the thing, is that this film, like, it's, the idea of, right, there's a lot of differences from the the original Terminator and Judgment Day, but you have to admit, all three of them, um, Retro-wise, they're all the same exact movie. Yeah,
0: even Rise of the Machines has essentially the same plot of this movie and and the previous two before it. The only one that steps out of the box is... um, Salvation. Salvation. At least I think it does. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. And yes, I understand that gripe, your main gripe that are essentially all the Terminator movies... Are the same movie. But I got to say, this, this one had enough fresh, cool new things with the technology and the evolution of the Terminator. And, of course, the representation of Latino people uh, in particular that I really enjoyed it. Alright, and hold on. on
1: the opening death, again, spoilers. The death of John Connor. That was, alright, that was fine. In fact, anything T-800 served justice. He prevented Rise of the Machine, Salvation, and Genesis from happening.
0: <laughs> and that enough
1: in my book is like a hero. A uh, heroic act onto itself. Con- Sarah Connor, I do not care what you say. He served justice. Yes, he did. And I don't care if he feels guilty or not. Yeah,
0: exactly. And,
1: but here's the thing about this. It was like, oh, the scene was so brief, and they make a big deal out of it throughout the entire film. And I'm like, what are you ranting on about? That scene was so brief. You couldn't have made it more. Like, the thing is, like, the death was fine. It did not bother me. What happened was, is how it was betrayed. It was just so quick and brief, and, like, they want you to feel... Uh, emotional about it and it's like how am i supposed to feel about it, it feels like so quick the re- the
0: reason why I, kind of, I liked it that it was uh that it was shown to us that way because that's how death sometimes is especially for somebody who's supposed to be like a soldier mm. and lead people in the future where you know their death can come at any time death pops out of nowhere boom he's dead and
1: let's move on you know that's right.
0: how it works out sometimes
1: uh, Alright, but enough. But that's an argument for another day. Alright, so number seven.
0: Number seven is a movie that I was really taken from the first trailer and that's Shazam. I've seen this movie multiple times and I take a little something a little different from it each and every time. You know, it's about family. It's about finding a place wanting to be somewhere where you belong and sometimes looking at the past as something glorified and something that it really isn't and that's what this movie is about and it's also framed through the story of a superhero and powers and family and all that sort of stuff
1: so i like it yeah i saw shazam too i gotta say i really liked it too it's very funny it's got a lot of heart to it and like the message goes through like you know it doesn't matter where you came from it just matters where you'd like to be
0: yeah like what because we look at our two... Uh, we look at Dr. Shivana you know. He's with his blood family. Look the way they treated him. And the resentment and hatred he has to bore his father and his brother, right? Yeah. And then you look at uh, Shazam, Billy, who... He was abandoned by his mother, but he ends up in a better place... With, it's not his blood family, but, you know, family is more than just blood. He's with some people that accept him and truly love him. So that's the contrast between these two characters. And like you said, there's a lot of funny bits. And there's just a ton of heart to this movie, which I honestly didn't expect, but there we have it.
1: All right, so coming, yeah, and that's easily hands down the best DCEU movie.
0: Not even close. Oh man, never. I really like Man of
1: Steel. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I like. I, I'm one of those people who hates Man of Steel, and I'm one of those people who really likes. Oh uh, yeah, but that's, that's an yeah. argument
0: for another day. Yeah, I
1: don't know how many times i have said that. But All right. right, number six.
0: Number six. This is a movie. I guess. Uh, I guess, it's. I guess it's a horror, right? I don't even know what I wanted Uh, to say.
1: I'd say it's more of a religious movie.
0: Like a cult type of movie? Anyway, I guess if you look for it in the old blockbuster section, it might be under horror. And that's...
1: uh, Uh, Midsummer.
0: Midsummer, And what can you say about this movie? From the beginning, it grabs you. It, it, It has things to say about mental health and... That really sets up the rest of the movie because our main character danny is dealing with the loss of her family and how she ends up in the situation where she goes to sweden and it's just like this cult and like slowly but surely we figure out that things aren't what they're supposed to be and the thing that i find most unsettling about this movie not all okay all this crazy creepy stuff is happening right especially with the ritualistic death of the elders that all of this is happening like with the sun is still out you know you don't think of horrible things happening wow
1: i uh, the
0: sun is out don't you th- typically think of like these things being done in the dark like somewhere where the light is never showing no in but the sun net? is
1: out and like when you look at the film it's very colorful and has a lot of bright uh, in this to it and the sun is always out half the time and yeah i gotta say i watched this movie too we didn't see it in the theater we rented it at redbox and i gotta say i really enjoyed this movie, uh, what I really like about this movie is is that, that this film does better than Hereditary. Is that there's nothing paranormal about it. All of this can happen in real life. Hereditary cannot happen in real life. Well, at least
0: we hope it cannot, but you're right. Like, this is... Truly,
1: like, well, is, we're more monsters than, like, if you actually...
0: Sorry about that guys, we encountered a bit of technical difficulty right in the middle of our thoughts, but yeah, Midsommar like, is like there's
1: nothing paranormal about it, almost anything in it could happen. Hereditary, the reason why I'm comparing this because this is the same director from Hereditary Ari
0: Aster, I yeah,
1: Ari, his name. Ari Aster. Um, but yeah, like the like Hereditary, that cannot happen. Hereditary cannot happen
0: theoretically, this it cannot happen, yeah,
1: theoretically, mm-hmm. it can happen, but this one, like, it's realistic that it could happen in real life, Hopefully, and like you
0: said, yeah, humans are the
1: bigger monsters than actual. Monsters yeah, exactly. That we make
0: up Exactly Because we're out there You're having interactions With humans all the time And you don't know If this person's like A crazy serial murderer
1: right.
0: Or whatever But yeah Like ex- Especially by the end Of this movie You feel super unsettled Again Because it happens In broad daylight And that ritual at the end really surprised the heck out of me. And I know that really caught us both off guard.
1: And we but... both watched this like 20 minutes before bed too. Yeah,
0: so we had to stay up for a little while but the good thing is that Eric's nearly 15 so he understands <laughs> human reproduction but still, to say that I wasn't uncomfortable watching it with them was... Yeah an understatement but yeah so now we know for next time because uh, Ari Aster brings yeah, this film the is disturbing
1: exactly it's very tough to watch but it's still a really well directed movie
0: yeah exactly and that's why it makes it in at number 6
1: alright so number 5
0: number 5 is John three or what do you call it
1: or chapter john three wig parabellum uh i mean the reason why we call this because that's what the poster says it's not our fault
0: yeah it's like all scrambled all over the place and i really enjoyed this movie and i know some of you might say it's just john wick killing a bunch of people yes that is true but the the ante is up in this movie because there's environmental kills and there's crazy motorcycle chasing horses there's sword fights on swords And John Wick's on a motorcycle fighting swordsman with a gun. And it's just the insanity is up to 12 in this movie. But what I really like is that we get a closer look at the world building that comes along with, you know, this secret under assassin world, you know. So there's rules, there's things that need to be honored, there's things that are more sacred to certain organizations than following the orders of the high table and that's the people who run the whole show and I like that we get a closer in-depth look at this crazy world of assassins
1: yeah you're right like the when you think about it, it, it this world it really is like there are a lot of deadly assassins out there and hardly anyone there is a non-mafia
0: <laughs> exactly right especially like at the beginning of the movie where oh, everyone's uh, getting Oh, spo- the...
1: well then again we did say earlier there would be spoilers yeah there
0: would be spoilers so yeah like yeah, it's just it's kind of amazing and it kind of makes you wonder like who is an assassin really and working for is who is
1: not
0: yeah exactly so that's John Wick chapter whatever three parallel yeah, chapter John three Wick. yeah that post is kind of a mess. They they
1: should have just called it uh, John Wick Chapter 3.
0: I understand why they use Parabellum especially when you get to the end of the movie and how the movie concludes but anyway I get your point.
1: It should have just been called that there. Alright let's move to
0: number four. Four. Here's a movie that I had no idea was being made until they dropped or I heard people talking about it at CinemaCon And that's Ford v. Ferrari, and it's starring Matt Damon, and everyone's favorite Batman, at least mine, Christian Bale. Yeah, mine too. So, wow, what a a great movie about perseverance, and essentially I like this movie because, you know, we're here creating a podcast. We know, oh, nothing to know when we except to each other, right? So we're going to talk about what we want to talk about, create what we want to create and in this movie you see that really these two people are trying to do something and build something and create something that's going to help them get to a point where no one has been before and that's you know building the car that's going to help them win this big race right because it's typically been dominated by ferrari and they're working for ford but along the way they encounter resistance meddling you know the higher-ups from the company wanting to do it their way because they don't understand what it is to create something you know and they're just working within a corporate structure and that was just like really interesting to watch but it's not only about that it's also about fighting your demons and really coming face to face with your deficiencies and what kind of holds you back and I think this movie does a really good job in putting all that out together and it does have a long runtime but it really flies by get it flies by I guess. zooms by is what i meant to say well i have
1: no argument or anything about the runtime or anything about the film or anything particular because i didn't see it i was in school i was at in school when you you saw it yeah trust me
0: it's a good movie i think you'll like it when we watch it and of course it it has heart and it's funny is it a day one or is it just a red box i think it's a day one because it's just a really good movie that stuck with me and on the drive home Sitting at home having dinner, whatever, just sitting quietly to myself. I found myself going back and thinking about this movie a whole lot. So
1: yeah. Alright. Great uh,
0: performances uh, too. I wouldn't be surprised if we get nominations for both Bale and Damon.
1: Yeah, I mean it's not a big action movie or anything. <laughs>
0: There is action. The racing parts are feeling really cool.
1: Yeah, but it's not like hand-to-hand combat. Oh, right. Like, oh, yeah.
0: Going back to the... Yeah, at times you feel like you're in the cockpit of the car. So, it's, it's pretty uh, cool yeah. stuff. All
1: right. Number three for you.
0: Number three of the movie, when I first saw the first trailer, I thought this movie was going to be ridiculous and dumb. I think it, I know what you might I be did talking not about. like that first trailer. I thought it was super silly. And I hate it. Are you really t-
1: talking about Knives Out? Yes. I know. As first as I saw that trailer, I'm like, this, like what is it with this shit? This looks kind of
0: stupid. Like,
1: and weird. I don't... What, why, why did these people do this? Why? Right. And
0: this is a movie written and directed by...
1: Ryan Johnson, director of Brick Looper and The Last Jedi.
0: Exactly. And it has a great cast. Frank Oz, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, Collette,
1: uh, Toni- Tony Collette. Chris Evans. Daniel Craig. Like...
0: And the newcomer, Anna D'Armes, who is the focus of the movie. Essentially, she. this is about uh, uh, a father who has a family who, in his own right, has been successful, right? And he's really looked after his family. And everything they really got is because he's handed it to them. And... These spoiled brat thinks they think that they actually have built something in the world, and I think this is movie that's trying to say something about a certain family that's in prominence right now. But anyway, that's a separate side conversation.
1: I saw this movie, and I gotta say, I was, I was surprised. I was hoping that it's like this, like the, this generations of like Clue. I haven't seen right. the Clue movie, but it it it, it's, it it's feels great. that way, like, right? It's, it's the like same from genre. The setting to it's the same genre,
0: big cast. Thing. Yeah. So, anyways, this this person. Uh, dies in a mysterious way which we're led to believe is suicide but a lot of things happen along the way that really take us on a journey with these characters right we really learn about what people really are down deep inside even though to your face they're so nice like oh like you're part of the family you're this and that but when the stuff hits the fan the true colors come out and it their true colors come out and they really shine brightly and i really like all the political stuff this movie had to say i know some people latinos had an issue with how they handled immigration but to me i think it was handled very well and i like how we get from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie and the journey in between is a blast because this movie's funny it's intense it's just a little bit of everything yeah,
1: we won't talk uh, too much spoilers about this one since it is a newer release. Yes,
0: I love it. Great performances, great cast. Ryan Johnson, can't wait for the next one.
1: I mean, uh, this one was great, but I mean, if he went on to direct at, at Rise of Skywalker, then. Not, I, leave a message down below, what would you rather have him do, like, sacrifice?
0: Well, that's a really good question, because I really like this movie, and I'd be sad if it didn't exist.
1: Like, also, but then again, like, you <laughs> know... We wouldn't have
0: got the mess of Rise of Skywalker as well, so anyway. Like,
1: because Rise of Skywalker, what it tried to do, it tried to undo The Last Jedi, but that's an argument for another day. Yeah, let's... Alright,
0: let's move on to number two, and this one's, uh, typically, in most years, a big event film like this would have been number one, but... It lands at number two, and wow. This movie's more really of an experience and like, all the time invested in all the movies you've seen before. And I don't know what else to say that this movie la- sticks to land. Did are I say you-
1: what it is? Uh, are you talking about Endgame? Oh, yes,
0: I'm talking about Avengers Endgame. What an emotional conclusion to this movie. I, I don't think... Coco was the only other time that I found myself crying so hard uh, in public. <laughs> that is, because it really hit... It hit the emotional... Spectrum, right where I wanted to hit it, and it was kind of expe- unexpected as well, but it did a good job in sticking the landing. And I don't know.
1: I know, just, like in this one, it's it like it's so emotional, and it's like uh Greek, and it's a epic conclusion to like the 21, 21 or twenty two films. I think
0: it was 20, I, 21.
1: Yeah, twenty one films that preceded it, but for some reason they thought Far From Home was a better conclusion to the Infinity. Yeah,
0: that's the beginning to something else. I think, even though people keep calling it a prologue, yeah. I think it's just. I don't know. I disagree. Yeah,
1: Yeah, but again, that's an argument for me. But
0: anyway, I love this movie because the first hour, it's very bleak. It's very dark. And the actions of the conclusion of Infinity War are not just brushed off the table. We actually get to live in this world where, you know, this big devastating event has happened, right?
1: I know. Like, not everyone is over And when we cut to five years later, like, there's half of, uh, like, what's left of Earth... Like still aren't over this tragedy. Exactly,
0: and we get to experience the repercussions of that act, you know, of the snap. And I like that because typically in a movie like this, we don't do everything in two minutes, and we're on to the next thing. But we get a full hour of the magnitude of the impact of Danos great plan and also once we get into the time traveling i'm i'm assuming everybody has seen this movie made like i don't know three billion (laughs) dollars yeah
1: it's it's the number one (laughs) highest grossing movie of
0: all time so once we get into the time traveling aspect we go back to events we had experienced before in previous movies but with a little different twist and again this might be another example of fan service and this is how you do fan service you know with a little taste and just better execution. Not too well on the uh, on Rise of Skywalker some more, but you know, if you're gonna go that route, this is how you do it, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um yeah. What about the
0: battle? The big, like, great battle at the end. Like,
1: when you think about it, this film, it does not have a lot of action. There's it does like, not. It's really not an action It's really movie. more about story and, mm-hmm. like, the loss Character and depression. Beats. Exactly. Like, and the only, I mean, there's one giant action scene at the end, but for the most part, it's mainly about the story and depression of the loss. Of
0: dealing with, you know, just, just how the world has changed in the span of a second, really. Yeah. So I just really love this movie and to have Iron Man be the hero at the end, you know, making the selfless play when when we first met him at the beginning of his movie. He was an incredibly selfish person who only cared about himself. To have him be the hero who sacrifices everything, and which makes it more heartbreaking is that he has a family now. He has a daughter, he has a wife, you know, he has people that he's leaving behind, you know. It makes that sacrificing that sacrifice more meaningful, at least to me, because of where he's come from. And where he's at now.
1: And definitely watch all the other movies and <clears throat> towards this one. Because if you don't, like, this film is nothing.
0: Yeah, exactly. I saw this movie, what was it, two weeks ago? A week and a half ago?
1: Um, yeah.
0: And that ending still gets me every single time. You know, when the music cue hits, we see all cap there. And Sam asks him, you know, about his life partner. He's like, you want to tell me about it? He's like, no, I don't think I will. Like, And we slowly hear the music crank up. And we flash back to the 40s. When we see Peggy, It's just uh, the whole way it was put together, the music, the feel, everything was just fantastic. And it's going to be hard for me to ever watch this movie and not get emotional and have a tear come down my eye because it was so perfect.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I'm, um, uh, yeah, but enough talk about that. We so, can go on number, forever. I'm surprising that didn't take place. Number
0: one. What's number one? <laughs> number one? surprise. I'm surprised that number one is number one. So the trailer comes out, and the first time I see this is when we saw Crawl, right? I'm like, oh, okay, that looks cool. Like, something to do with The Shining?
1: Yeah. Uh, What?
0: Yes. My number one movie of the year is Doctor Sleep. This movie, like I said, I had zero expectations. Or, I mean, the trailer looked cool. And I go, this might look like a pretty interesting movie, so I might go check it out. And I was not disappointed by this movie. This deals with... It's kind of like a sequel to The Shining, but not because it's his own thing in its own right. And it deals more with the actual Shining than... The events of the Overlook Hotel, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw The Shining for the first time this month, and I wasn't able to see The Shining on time to see this one. So you're like, you want to come? Like, nah, I'll yeah. skip on this one. I'm not seeing this without seeing The Shining, and I got The Shining for twelve ninety nine on four K on Black Friday, which isn't a bad deal. It's a very good the film good actually does not look that bad in four K too. But that, again, for another day. But then again, I watched The Shining for the first time, and it's cool, and I um I like, Alright, um, yeah, I think The Shining is interesting, and now I have, um, now I just have to do is wait till Dr. Sleep comes Dr. out for Sleep, home release. Dr. Sleep, it's
0: incredible, Eric, I cannot, okay, this is one of the, I, I, I still find myself going back thinking about this movie, and I still feel the, and I can remember, and I, it still brings out those same emotions watching it, because... It takes some time later, and little Danny has grown up, right? And he has survived this horrific event where his father tried to murder him, essentially, right? Yeah. And not only that, but he has this thing where he can see things that no other other ordinary people can see, like dead people or whatever, ghosts, apparitions, that type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. So his way of coping with it is to drink a little, drink some more, drink some more after that, to really dull his his world and what he's going through right so he becomes an alcoholic and you really understand it's kind of hard to watch because he's in a really bad situation you know like he's just this drunk he's stumbling around mumbling around and it's just hard to see but at the same time you understand it because he has this whole thing that no other people have and he survived this horrific event with his from his father trying to kill you. That I mean that's gotta be traumatizing, right?
1: And him becoming an alcoholic isn't really a coincidence since his father. Right, exactly. Now that we
0: Yeah, exactly. So all that comes to pass. You know, it's sort of fulfilling like a family tradition, if you will. I don't know which other way to bring it, but he finds a way, like I don't really want to spoil this movie because you haven't seen it, but towards the end, like we literally see him fight demons and then fight his demons And I really like that contrast we get by, you know, the final conclusion of this movie. But it's suspenseful. And the villain, played by Rebecca Ferguson, is probably one of the top villains of the entire year. And her performance is great. Um, I'm forgetting his name. Uh... Ewan McGregor. His performance is really good as well. But I think the person who takes the cake the most is Rebecca Ferguson as Rose the Hat. As the villain of this movie. And there's just... So much to take away from every single little scene because Mike Flanagan is not like a bunch of jump scares like huh 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 right? Yeah. Which there is a little bit of that, but he builds the tension. You feel you feel it in the score or like the way the camera moves. Just the way he sets up everything is so perfect. And it's
1: probably is this a horror movie? Would you qualify it as a horror movie? Uh, well, I haven't seen this, but The Shining, I'd say, it is a horror film that's not a horror film. From what you're saying, it also seems like the original, where it wasn't about jump scares or anything. It was like the build-up of tension. Exactly. The the, uh, the oddities. Is yeah. that a word? Um, it is now. <laughs> like, the oddities of the Overlook Hotel. That so, it's not just a place. It's alive.
0: So, I, I love this movie, and there was talks excuse me there's talks of a sequel to this one but since me was probably the only person who saw this movie it flopped and the plans for that have fallen through and that makes me sad because i really feel that more people should have gone to see this movie because it's truly like an experience and there was a lot of
1: sequels this year and quite a lot of them flopped
0: yeah yeah exactly and (laughs) this is a sequel to a movie like from what 30 40 years ago like 30
1: like next year 40 years ago
0: exactly but like i said it's really not a sequel to the shining there's like some connections to it but i think it's something on to its own and i really wish that more people would have seen it and i was like really surprised by this movie and this is a movie that i'm gonna visit over and over again it is two hours and 30 minutes but it moves like that before you know it like the credits are rolling and you're done i love this movie dr sleep hands down my favorite movie of the year
1: All right, so that's the best films of the year. Um, uh, What a year this was. I mean, this year definitely had a lot of sequels. It had a lot of ups and downs. It had a lot of surprises. But um, uh, we are going to be looking forward into our most anticipated films for next year. The first year of a new decade.
0: All right, guys, we're back for the final segment of 2019. And we're going to talk about our most anticipated movies for 2020. There will be no in particular order except for our top movie because I think we share the same one. We might not. But as it is now, we're just going to throw movies out there, 10 movies that we're really looking forward to. So, Eric. What
1: do you think? All right. Um. Uh, yeah, 2020, Um. from looking through the calendar, uh, it seems kind of dull. I mean, since we have Regal Unlimited, though, we'll see a lot of the smaller films. Though.
0: As well, yeah.
1: But, so. like, next year, I mean, this year, it seems like okay. But I'm sure 2021 sounds great. But I think, like, this year... Just, 2021,
0: like, sounds, it's amazing. Yeah, right? but, if like... If you going
1: yeah, to look at it, we're like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, like, 2020, it, it seems like kind of a dull year, but... Right. I'm sure there'll be some films that we want to see though, so um, uh, let's uh, why don't we just name a few of them. All right, so you got one in mind? Um, uh, Top Gun, Maverick. I mean, I haven't seen the original Top Gun, but I think this one seems like a cool summer blockbuster. It does
0: really look cool, and like I know I seen Top Gun, a long, long time ago, and the thing that I remember most is the song, isn't that what made
1: the song popular, or is it the original?
0: <laughs> check No, I'm not gonna sing. But yeah, that's what I remember most about it. But something about this trailer, like just it looks cool, right? Like everything about it, and I'm sure there's gonna be some crazy stunts because it involves uh Tom Cruise. So this is one I'm I'm looking forward to.
1: Alright, another one, 1917. and I know what you're thinking. Oh not seven kinda of, no. Who no, invited no. Arnold? Like <laughs> That
0: kinda sounded like Arnold. Right, I know for like a lot of I know in some places this movie came out last week on Christmas Day, but it goes for wide release everywhere.
1: And we live here in Stockton. So So where
0: we live, yeah, up here in Northern California we're not we don't get this movie. So like January. Right. So to me this is a 2020 movie and honestly this is the second movie that I'm most excited for just because of the way it's framed from the trailer. You know, you got this guy who needs to save his brother. And of course, many other soldiers, but his top priority is his brother as well, right? And also the approach they chose to take with filming this movie, which is to try to make it all, you know, look like in one shot. And I'm sure that's going to really up the drama and the tension, especially because we're dealing with war and these guys sneaking through uh, enemy territory, right? Are you looking forward to this one?
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, I mean sure I'll see. I mean I will have Regal Unlimited and you know all that. Right. And um alright, another one, uh Godzilla versus Kong. I mean uh Is the it Godzilla monst- versus Kong or is it Kong versus Godzilla? I don't know. The point is the two <laughs> monsters are fighting. And <laughs> <laughs> Right, That's that's pretty much a
0: great way to sum it up. Who cares? And who the point cares if o- the two monsters are fighting? And who
1: cares about the story too? I'm sure it's just going to be like, you know, ah uh, just like whatever mediocre story. Honestly,
0: but- you're you're 100% right. Like I don't want the characters to be super lame, the human characters. But, but I just, know they are going
1: to be lame. Yeah,
0: most likely. I'm just looking forward to Kong on one corner, Godzilla on the other, and just throwing down, you know? Like, destroying entire cities.
1: And usually, I, for other... Um, obviously, yeah, I mean, we'd want some cool stuff, but it'd also be fine if it was just a stupid, dumb, fun Action flick. movie? Yeah. Did they
0: make you nervous that they... Changed the release date twice now. I think it like, was supposed to come
1: out in March. Now they moved
0: it to like the end of the year.
1: Usually, when they delay stuff, at first I'm like, oh, that's bad. But then I realize, oh wait, that means they're working on the film, implying that it they're working on something that they don't like. So trying to make you, it better. Yeah. All right. So if anything, that helped. Okay. So I just have All something right. in November to check out. All right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like November, like it's a ghost <laughs> town.
0: Well, I mean, yeah,
1: it can be. I mean, all right, so like I've named a lot I've named a lot of films. Why don't you name a film?
0: I think uh one that I'm really excited for and was excited for from two years ago when we first heard about it was onward. I just like the whole idea of two brothers going on an adventure to see if there's magic in the world to spend one more day with their dad because I guess he died when they were really young. I'm guessing the Tom Holland character doesn't remember because he was a baby, and the Chris Pratt character remembers him slightly because maybe he was a toddler, or, you know, somewhere in there in that like, age range. Yeah, the
1: plot it sounds amazing, but it from really the trailer, it, it, it if like the trailer it does not make the film look like, good. It doesn't even look Pixar. Yeah, the
0: trailer did kind of disappoint. That second trailer. I mean, when the first teaser came out in May, I was like, yes, I'm all in. It's an urban. Uh, fantasy type of setting because there's you know, fa- creatures of you find in fantasy yeah, and, and also this living in modern world Yeah, this but, world, there's
1: no way you could f- make connect this to a Pixar theory. Yeah, that Pixar theory is dead and buried. And
0: yeah, this last trailer was really disappointing. I wish I hadn't seen it, but I'm still looking forward to the movie. Hopefully, that's just a trailer and not not the movie because i hated the how to train your dragon the first trailer i thought it was super lame i ended up going because you guys were little you and adrian and that came out loving you know the movie and the trilogy as a whole so i'm hoping this is that once again
1: all right um why don't you name another film
0: another one that we just recently saw the teaser trailer to and sticking with pixar is soul i am super excited for this one because it's going to really deal with a lot of heavy themes, right? And I like mostly that we're moving away from properties and IP, and it's, it's not based on any Toy Story 4 or Incredibles, even though I would like to see Incredibles 3, or Cars or anything like that, right? And it's kind of like finding what you're good at in life and doing that and having it bring you joy and finding yourself fulfilling your dreams, right? But the twist of this movie is that this guy finally gets the break he's been looking for. He's a musician. I think he's voiced by Jamie Foxx. But on the day of his biggest uh, uh, performance, he he dies. And it's just him trying to come back to, I think from what we've read, just him trying to find his way back to Earth, you know, to do what he's always loved and Really enrich the world with what he brings to the table and this is one I'm super looking forward to. This is my second
1: most anticipated move.
0: If we were ranking them or third. If we were ranking them, this would be my third I
1: mean, yeah. Um some people have been saying, Is this too similar to Inside Out? And I'm like what? It sounds uh, not to me. To like you? no, like I don't know what is this babbling on about. I don't get it. Like I, yeah, I don't get it. Like what? I mean it's from the same director, but other than that. I don't see anything
0: in... So, oh, yeah, Pete oh, Doctor did do Inside, Inside Out, Out. But right?
1: I don't see anything, like, very similar to it.
0: Besides that?
1: I mean, like, what's the difference between... I mean, if anything, shouldn't people be saying, is it like Coco works? It's exploring the dead or something?
0: Right, right, but I don't see similarities to other other than them being dead in the same
1: director, so, yeah. All right. All right so, but well, anyway, why don't, you name, why don't you name another film?
0: This is one... I don't think you've seen these films. But I'm a big fan. I know a lot of people didn't like the second one, The Golden Circle. But I liked it a whole lot. And I, I the first ones are my favorite comic book movies. And this is a prequel to that series. And, of course, I'm talking about The Kingsman.
1: Yeah, I did not watch The Kingsman movies, although I was there. I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely... Not
0: interested?
1: Yeah, not necessarily. But I'm sure when this one comes out, I don't want to be a jackass and just stay home. So, I mean, oh, yeah, we can watch oh, these in 4K. So, too. yeah, I... I
0: I just like the whole setting. You know, we're back to World War One, and it's, I guess, the inception of Kingsmen, and we're going to get how they come to be and how they rose to prominence to where they do all these heroic things and they sort of stay under the radar or very much under the radar, you know? And how that comes to pass and how it all got started. So I'm looking forward to because I kind of like the setting. I like the whole idea and it's just, I'm just excited for this and one. And
1: I'm sure there's quite a lot of and these are quite a lot of films that we're excited for. But I think we have to do our number one. I think me and you have the same number one. Wait,
0: I got two other ones that I'm going to I mention briefly. They're both Marvel movies. Black Widow, I wasn't too sure about until I saw the trailer. I like the trailer where it's going, where it's heading. It looks like it's going to be exciting. You know, a, a lot of cool action set pieces. So
1: I'm looking forward to that. Any thoughts on that? Um, Yeah, like I said, my only... Co- like I said before, my only concern about this is this, this is re- being released at the right time. I know, like, there's some trouble in production and that, but mm-hmm. I'm just starting to think, well, it, would will it feel necessary or not when they already closed the book on her story or not? Right.
0: That's a good question, but I guess we'll know when we see it, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, Maybe
0: if it's so good, it doesn't matter that she's already dead. It's just a really good MCU right. movie or whatever. The other movie I'm excited for is the Eternals. We know very little about other than the announcement of the big cast, and we know this is going to span thousands of years within the MCU, like with its past. And I think Kevin Feige said at the Comic Con in Brazil last month that it's going to change the way you look at certain MCU events. So I'm looking forward to that, especially because we got a big diverse cast. You know, you got Latinos, you got Asians, you got African Americans, you got even people with disabilities. With the first. Deaf actress, um, sh- I'm just, I just, I'm, I'm ready for this movie, and I can't wait to see the first promotional
1: stuff. Our uh, promotional material, all right. Uh, so, um, I think we both know what's uh, our number one. Easily, all right. So, okay. how do we do this? I right, like you yeah, doing like 1? Okay,
0: three, two, one. Ten. Like hands down, Christopher Nolan is my favorite filmmaker today. Like and... he's one
1: of my favorite filmmakers too. Like, like we even said earlier, like. The way he directs his films, the way they keep you wondering, the endings, you're like, is it like this or that, like, you know? Yeah. Like, and like, also like, his direction, like, the score, the music, the way it captivates you, and... Everything, right? Like, the cinematography, it's some of the best that there is out there, put the film...
0: And like you said, the interpretations, and I think this one is a movie that's gonna do, it's like...
1: Inception and Memento like had a child together. like and I'm not the first to think this I've looked up on the internet and it looks like a lot of people yeah
0: and... it's momentum because it's gonna mess with time and things are gonna be told out of sequence and in the end I think there's gonna be a lot left to interpretation and how you take in the story and I just love that it's just it just looks so good we just got the trailer we saw the prologue when we saw of Rise of Skywalker and just everything about it seemed interesting especially the score it just ratchet, ratchet. ratchet it turns up the tension. I couldn't say that other word. I and the to
1: music too, just from... Yeah, exactly. The score. That's what I'm saying. So Exactly. And so
0: everything about this movie looks cool. And, and I can't surprisingly,
1: we- what I find most interesting from it is the glass with the bullet hole. And he's like, what happened here? It hasn't happened yes. yet. So
0: here's the question. Does that have to deal with time? Or is there like, uh, he's jumping dimensions as well?
1: Or the manipulation. Or all of the above. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because there's a moment earlier in the trailer where, like, the guy who's giving them the instructions says the word "tenant" is gonna open the right doors for you, but some of the wrong ones. So, is that figurative? That figuratively is that literal? I don't know. I guess we're gonna find out July 17th, are we? Yeah, we are.
1: All right,
0: guys. So that's gonna wrap up the show for this year. We won't have a show until sometime next year like the first week of the year or whatever hopefully you enjoyed everything we brought you and hopefully uh we've taken your mind off of things that are not so pleasant because that's the aim for us here when we do the show is to put our thoughts out there and to entertain anyone who's out there listening so if you like what you're listening to continue to support us please and please do share with anyone who you think might like this show. And Eric, what do you want to say?
1: All right, I'd just like to say it's been... Although we've only been here for like three three months now, it's been fun doing so. And even if a lot of people aren't watching us, it's still fun doing this. And 2019 has been a crazy, crazy year. I mean, uh, we've got a lot of ups, a lot of surprises, a lot of disappointments. And we've also, like... Also, the year uh, in cinema, it was, like, the year of sequels. Like, we got, like, a ton of sequels this year. Yes, we did. And, like, I just like to say, like, you know, if I could do one thing, you know what? If I had one wish right now, that would be to start the year all over again. Because that's how great this year was.
0: Yeah, to experience some of the cool stuff that we had to experience in... Cinema. So we're going to close off. Hopefully you have a great and safe New Year's Eve. We'll be talking to you on the other side. Happy New Year. For now,
1: that is all. all.